Welcome to the Tape Cassette Podcast. I am Jacqueline here to talk to you today about Cassette Store Day. So I wanted to kind of go over Cassette Store Day is a celebration of cassettes and the stores in which you can purchase them. And it was definitely inspired from Record Store Day, which is a similar concept, but instead of cassettes, it's LPs, records, vinyl, all that fun stuff. So it was originated in 2013. That's when the first Cassette Store Day happened in the UK. Um, It's now celebrated in the UK, uh, United States, Japan, Germany, and France. And in the United States, it's run by uh, Burger Records. Uh, Sean over there at Burger Records does an amazing job at coordinating and organizing all of it. I'm not 100% sure of who does it at the other uh, other countries. Um, I'm, I'm participating for the second year in Cassette Store Day. Last year, I participated as a store, and I had a booth set up at a record show and um, it was kind of like just selling some of the cassette store day stuff and it went okay. Some of the packages didn't get in on time so I had a lot of surplus orders. Um, So this year I was only going to do it like I, I was down as another cassette store day store but it was mainly for uh, just gonna help, like, international friends if they had a tape that they wanted, um, that was in the United States and they couldn't get it over there, which I did last year, too. Um, I actually didn't order anything specifically. I was gonna go to the record stores in town to pick up, um, but needless to say, I do have a release that I did this year, um, and on Thursday, I shipped everything out. I had to, I, it was like a handful of tapes, maybe a little bit more than a handful that I had to send out. Um, and I'm going to kind of go over where my tapes are going to be held. And I did have a few places that reached out to me to carry the tape and I did select where it was going to be sent. So there was one tape cassette store that I did not want them being sold at, um, specifically because they were going, like, I marked, the tapes were marked low for the stores, because a lot of these stores are independent shops, and I wanted to make sure that, like, for me, my bottom line is more about exposure and getting the music out there as as opposed to profitability right now. And part of that is because this is not my main source of income. Um, in fact, most of the time, it's I, I want to say it's more than a hobby because I do enjoy doing this. But right now, as far as that is concerned, this is like a hobby, I guess. It just doesn't sound as important when you use that word. But it's definitely more meaningful to me than just a hobby. Um, but needless to say, I did mark down the tapes very low for the stores to encourage them carrying the tapes. Um, and it did work because I had um, one brand new store. Well, I don't know how... Well, I say brand new because they told me that they were a newer store. I don't know how long they've been open for. Um, but my tape is going to be carried in three locations this cassette store day. And... Um, um, you know, I'm. of course, it would be cool if you went to them, but I'm mainly 
talking about these stores because they were kind enough to carry my tape and I think it's really awesome because the three stores are I would say one of the, like let me explain what they are so the first one um the first one that reached out to me what that I accepted was a store called Weird Kid Records and it's in Casa Grande Arizona I might be saying that wrong but that's how I think it is called. And the store is owned and operated by the owners, um, and their names are Jeff and Jessica. And they've actually got a nice little event set up for Cassette Store Day, which I thought was really awesome. So they have a, a swap set up, so like you could bring your own tapes and swap it with other tape people. Um, they also have vintage tapes available for sale, and they're doing giveaway and prizes. So... When I saw all that, I thought it was very cool. Um, their email that they sent me was awesome, too. They offered for me to have, like, any type of paperwork there. Right now, so, I have not been spending money on making flyers and stuff like that because the money that I spend on that I could use to make more tapes. Um, so, my bottom line right now is spending it on just buying tapes and stuff for the tapes. So I basically sent them the tapes, um, didn't send stickers or anything, and when I do send my packages out, I've been using stickers that I get in, like, blind box sticker packs, because they're kind of cool, and, um, people have been liking them. Someone tagged me last night in a picture of their computer with a sticker I sent them in one of the Halloween mixtapes, so I thought that was kind of cool, um... So anyway, I thought that was awesome. They were really about the music. They were really about the musicians, and I thought it was cool that they owned and operated it. And, uh, they told me that they were a newer store, and they're the only store in their region, or area, or something. I'm not familiar with the area, so. Then, the second place that hit me up was called Cinderblock People, and that is in New York City, um, so they'll also be carrying my tape. They have a few more tapes than the other two, so, um, if you're in New York, I had highly recommend going to that location if you want to pick it up, or even just to check it out. Um, saw some pictures of the store, thought it was really cool looking, and they're in New York City in the Harlem area, and if you go to their website, they kind of talk about genres they're best known for, and a lot of it, um, I would say has to do, like, it's kind of like, I like seeing what type of tapes a company is carrying, or not company, but like a record store is carrying, um, and also like vinyl as well, because it's really cool when you have something that matches the neighborhood, and I haven't, I really want to go back to New York, I haven't been in so long, but I do have family in Chicago, and I know in Chicago when I visit certain record stores, there is like one of them for example, would be, like, Dusty Groove. A lot of their music is going to be, like, jazz, and they have some really cool funk music there, and I can find, like, really good Brazilian music there, and it's just, like, each store kind of, depending on the area, neighborhood, has different music. So, um, 
when I saw this, it's like they're in the Harlem area. Their genre, this is back to Cedar uh, Cedarbach people. So they're in the Harlem area. Their genres that they're best known to carry are like soul and jazz, house and techno, dub and world, and then hip hop. And I think that's very appropriate. Um, and I do think that my tape fits well in their genres because um, the music uh, that I make is, like, electronic, but it also, like, one of the tracks on the Alice tape, I've been told, sounds a little house, um, and it's definitely kind of, like, techno sounds like a, I don't know, I just, like, cringe at the word techno, because I think of, like, really bad 90s techno, but, um, I think it's just the name of it, but I really think that techno is now electronic, but I don't know, so, um, but they have that, and, and the cool part about it is all that, in my opinion, started in New York City. So, like, hip-hop, um, jazz, I would say, probably a, a toss-up between some of it in New York, some of it in Chicago, and some of it in New Orleans. Um, but I do think that hip-hop was definitely something that pretty much started in New York. Um, there's also West Coast, too, but... For me, when I think hip-hop, the immediate thought process is going into New York. Um, especially with... I just watched a documentary, not like not within the week or so, but it was on um, the tape shows that they had in like, cassette culture and that concept of like recording radio shows. And that kind of reminds me of the hip-hop for that. Um, so this is... It's it just really cool, because I'm like, that's really awesome. I was really, for both of these stores, I was really just kind of like, these are smaller stores, and they want to carry my stuff, and people don't realize that when a store carries your stuff, that's a financial risk that they're taking, and I know I put them down low, but it's like, okay, so they're appreciating the music enough to put it into their store, which to me, that's an honor anytime anyone wants to do that. And then, of course, um, so, like, it's kind of funny because the first two are, like, more kind of, like, independent shops, and this other one is independent, but it's also well-known, like, throughout the entire world, and when I did my episode last week, I had read the email, which ironically was sent the day before, but for some reason, I think it's because I record on my phone, like, I have two phones, one was, like, a smash screen, and we were able to fix it. So I use that for my tape stuff. Um, specifically, it, it doesn't even have a phone line. It just uses Wi-Fi. But I was like, it's a perfectly working phone after I fix the screen. So I didn't want to, like, just throw it out. And I have my email for, like, Bandcamp and all that stuff on that phone. And I guess I didn't check it for, like, a day or two because I record the podcast on that phone. And I happened to check my email, like, right before going and recording it, and I found out that Amoeba in Berkeley wanted to carry my tape. So, Amoeba, okay, so Amoeba had, I don't, someone told me that they closed the Los Angeles store, and I don't know if that's true or false, um, but Amoeba Berkeley is the original Amoeba location in Berkeley, California. And Amoeba had another location at Hayton Ashbury, which is a historical neighborhood, just for, like, the whole hippie scene, like, music, culture, 
Hayton Ashbury Street is kind of like a big deal. So when I was a senior in high school and in my first year of college, um, my mom had relocated to San Francisco Bay Area and she was in one of the suburbs there. So literally every time I would visit, I would hop on the train and then get like going through the BART and stuff to get to Amoeba Music. And when I found out that they wanted to carry my tape, I was just like a total fangirl moment because when I was younger, like, you know, when I was like in high school, I feel like high school was when, so like I had always been exposed to music, but I think like up until high school, it was always music that my parents introduced me to or the radio introduced me to. But then when I got to high school and I started interneting more and like going to actual stores on my own, that's when I truly started to get my own taste. Um, which of course I feel like a lot of your taste is going to stem from what you grew up listening to. And my dad had showed me a bunch of different music as a kid. So I had a very wide range. Um, and then I'd have to go with my grandmother to different orchestra shows and like operas and stuff. She was really into that. So she was a theater uh, ballet dancer in New York City. And I didn't grow up in New York, but I had always gone to the theater. So it's like I had this um, background in listening to like classical orchestra uh, musicals. And then like there's jazz, bossa nova, and then like rock and metal. So it's like all over the place and my music taste is all over the place. But going to San Francisco, um, whenever I would visit her, that was my thing to do was like to go to Amoeba. Like, I don't even remember doing anything else other than contemplating going to a Pez Pez dispenser museum and I never went. But the, the one memory I have of going to San Francisco whenever I had a vacation or time off um, aside from visiting Apple stores, was going to Amoeba Music. And one of the things that I absolutely loved about that store was that they had a lot of curated music and they would have, like, music that was recommended by different people that worked there. And if I had not gone into those stores to listen to music, I would not have heard of amazing bands like Pavement. Um, There was just so many... Pavement was like the number one band that I found and discovered through Amoeba. And it was just like a bunch of stuff. Like I started getting into electronic through Amoeba. Um, There was always a section of like compilation, down-tempo, house, and like kind of like hip-hop trip-hop kind of compilation CDs, so I would pick those up. Um, weirdly enough, like, my, I, I got some stuff from my childhood, and there was a CD of a Gene Krupa Buddy Rich drum battle that still had the Amoeba sticker on it, and it's sealed. Um, and that is, like, one of my favorite jazz albums of all time because I'm a percussionist at heart, and just hearing the drum battle is really awesome. So um, I kind of got sidetracked, because I get very excited talking about that record store. 
Um, so it was kind of cool because they reached out to me. They asked um, if there was like a sample or something of the tape. And I'm like, well, I have two, the first two tracks of Alice are on the SoundCloud. So you can check those out there. Um, those are free to listen to. And then I'm like, well, the rest of the, cause it's like, I have two songs up, but every single song on that tape is different, but it's all similar. Like I made it all mixed together. Um, and then the literature being read is the same voice. But, um, I sent that to them, I sent them my band camp, and then they decided to do an order, um, after checking that out, and I'm just, like, I'm so, I'm, like, so grateful that these three stores are carrying it for Cassette Store Day. And it's just, like, it, like, Amoeba's such a huge store. Like, that's such a big deal to me. And then the other two are a big deal, too, because they're, like, taking a risk by carrying it. Um, that's, like... That's, but that's what it's all about. I mean, like, I re I told one of my friends that my tape was going to be at Amoeba, and they were just like, how did you do that? And I'm like, well, Cassette Store Day, I tried to explain it all. Um, but that's, like, the cool part about Cassette Store Day, because Record Store Day, like, you could be an indie label, you're probably not going to get carried for Record Store Day, but Cassette Store Day... It's kind of like you're a bigger fish in a little pond. And, um, you know, people that, like, I mean, it's kind of, like, funny. Because, like, the stuff that I'm doing is, like, in my house. Like, right now, I'm doing my, I always say that I'm doing my podcast in my closet. If I ever relocate my podcast, I will let you all know. But um, it's just kind of funny because it's, like, okay, I'm doing the podcast in my closet. I'm recording these tapes, like, in my bedroom and I'm duplicating like in my living room while I'm like working on more music and it's just like a very humble small setup because like that's what I can afford to do um and I don't have a lot of resources for uh, equipment to do mass production and from what I learned because I I did do the very first release I did was professionally duplicated but it just cost too much money um, for me to do that and have as many releases as I've been having. So it's just really humble because it's like, okay, I'm like literally scrambling to do all these tapes and send them out to everybody. And then, you know, trying to explain that to somebody, like, how did you get into Amoeba? It's like, well, I mean, there's probably a lot of factors involved. I don't know what, I don't know what either of these three stores, what decided to have them contact me for my tape. I don't know. It could have been a million different reasons, but the one common factor is that it's a Cassette Store Day release, and it's on the list of Cassette Store Day's available tapes. Um, and it's just really cool because it's like indie artists would not have that opportunity. Like, if this was... the So, um, Amoeba started in the 90s. Um, these other stores are newer, but if this were, like, the 90s, and there wasn't a cassette store day until 2013, right? So basically, like, you had to know people to get into record stores. Like, you had to have a label to do that. And it's like, I have my own label that's, like, from my closet. Let's just say that, because that's where most of this stuff happens. But it's just, like, I'm not even in a studio. Like, I'm just using what I got to do this and then putting out what I can. And it's just really cool because Cassette Store Day allows uh, 
you know, lo-fi indie musicians to get themselves out there. And I did want to touch base because I did notice that someone posted, well, so like, let me start with this. Every year that there's been a cassette store day release, um, we have people that go on Reddit and like, they'll post like, hey, this is the list of artists available. And then there's always somebody, there's always somebody who's like, I've never heard of any of these people. And it's like, okay, well, maybe you can learn about a new artist. Like, it doesn't always have to be someone famous, and most of the time, like, cassette store day stuff is probably gonna be an independent band or musician, and this year, there aren't as many mainstream, quote-unquote, popular, quote-unquote, cassette, cassettes being released, but there's still some big names on there, like, Dr. Dog is a big name, Mustard Plug is a big name, um, so it's just kind of like, you know, uh, open, open-mindedness is what I would say is the cool part about Cassette Store Day. And if you go to any of the stores, like, check it out, try something new. If it's, like, the cool part about cassettes is they're only a couple bucks, so if you have extra money and you think, like, hey, this might look like a cool album to listen to or cool mixtape, why not check it out? Live a little, right? So, um, that's my main... Thing for cassette sortie, I was a little sad um, because so it's Austin City Limits in Austin, Texas right now, which is a major music festival that's two weekends long. And when you live in Austin, it is super, super busy here. And a lot of the locals um, try to avoid certain areas because of the congestion of people and just like a lot of out of towners coming in. Um, and I don't want to sound like that salty, uh, local who's like, Oh, another concert and all the kids are coming into town. Um, but the reason I'm bringing it up is because I had reached out to all about three stores in the Austin area to see what they were doing for cassette store day, like an event and offer my services to help coordinate something. And no, no one had replied back to it because everyone's caught up with ACL. Um, and then one of them replied back to me saying like, hey, we're not doing anything because it's Austin City Limits and that's like taking up all of our time. And I was just here like, why did you sign up as a cassette store day store then? But they're carrying the releases, which is cool. Um, but it is Austin City Limits, so unfortunately the city that I live in isn't really doing anything for Cassette Sortie. It's more about ACL right now. Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer, but the silver lining is that I did post online if anybody wanted to do a tape swap or meet up. Um, if you're in Austin, Texas, and, you know, if there's like, f I don't want to just do one person, <laughs> but like, I mean, because that would be kind of weird. But if, you know, if there's, like, a group of us, we should all meet up um, or just do something. Because it was kind of like, oh, man, now we're not doing anything in the city that I'm in. But I'm also really happy that the uh, places that are going to be carrying it, are they look like they're going to be having some crowds there. So that's really cool. Um, so that's it. I wish that ACL and Cassette Store Day did something together, but that's okay. Um, maybe next time I'll go to, like, 
New York or something because they have more events going on there. Um, I saw a couple stores that are having DJs that only mix with two cassette tapes or, you know, cassette decks. Um, I know I watched a YouTube video of a DJ in Japan mixing with cassettes for a cassette store to there. So it's going to be awesome. I highly recommend if you are in town for a cassette store day and your store is com- you know, carrying stuff, um, check it out. Try to support them. And if not, um, I know some people are selling them online. If you don't have a cassette place near you, that's always an option. Um, I hope you have an awesome day, night, or whatever it is that you're doing. And I definitely hope that you have... A great cassette store day, which is actually next week. I didn't even mention which day it is. It's uh, next Saturday, so I think that's October 12th. Um, let me check. I'm going to open my computer and check to see the exact date. <laughs> I should know this, but I don't know dates that often. Okay, confirmed. It is Saturday, October 12th, 2019 is the cassette store day for 2019. Um, and I... I'm going to close on that. I hope you have an awesome day or night. Again, I already said this, but I really want you to have an awesome time. (laughs) Catch you later.